This is the time that we all been waiting on. The moment all the naysayers been hating on. See, they've been talking down on us and flexing. It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan. A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up. But not the boys on Kirby, so you can pack it up. Reliant Stadium is where you can find us with the whole city of Houston, Texas standing behind us. See, we've been waiting on this one for 10 years. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am young Ari Gold, and as usual, I am joined by my co-host and friend, the Garnet Texan, John Wade. And John, we are coming off of a pretty newsworthy week and a great week for us. Last week, we had a great interview with Jordan Palmer. It seems like a lot of people are really enjoying it. Uh, how was your week so far? Week's going pretty good. I mean... Right now is when the NFL gets a, a little bit more interesting for a while. Yeah. Um, nobody knows anything about anything right now. Everything's just rumor mongering. Yep. And then we got the combine. Um, yeah. So good times. Good times. Um, real quick before we get into the football aspect of this uh, of, of of this podcast, obviously, because that's why we're all here. Uh, a quick shout out to State of the Texans. Uh, website and and podcast host and founder uh, Pat Stat. He he was involved in a bad car accident. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are obviously with him. You know we we may banter a little bit about some of the things that we don't like about it, but uh, Pat is definitely hands down the best uh, Texans beat reporter. Uh, he does it all up here out of passion. Uh, has made been able to make a career out of it. And uh, uh, he was in a bad accident. He he's 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 going to be okay. Uh, he's he. His fiance said he looked at death straight in the eyes and flipped it off pretty much, which is probably one of the coolest things I've ever read. Uh, we went ahead and started a GoFundMe for Pat and for his family. He is a father and, and a fiance, and uh, John and I are obviously you know fathers and husbands, so we can uh, we can relate. Well, we can't relate to this, but we can relate to being that role and, and how significant it is to those two people in his life. So. If you guys can go to GoFundMe, uh, if you go to my uh, Twitter, uh, Young Ari Gold, or if you go to uh, Texans Unfiltered, you'll be able to find the link to the GoFundMe. Just want to help the family out any way we can. Uh, the goal is five thousand. Obviously, you know if we can't reach that, we can't reach that. But I would like to reach reach as much as we can and help them however we can. So, John, you got anything you want to add to that? No, we um, we do have the blessing of Claire. Um... She did reach out to young Ari and just said anything that we could do to help would be appreciated. Again, this is Pat. Um, everybody that follows the Texans should be following him. If you're not, you should, like today. He's our main, sense, main source of news for a lot of things. Um, he, gets, he has access that nobody else does. He is one of the smarter reporters out there. And then on top of that, he keeps you up to date on the Astros and the Rockets as well. So... I mean, yeah, and my understanding, he's just a really great guy, so this just really sucks to go through something like that, and I couldn't imagine it, and our thoughts and prayers are with him, and anything we can do to help out, we definitely will. Yeah, and just besides football, like John said, you know, uh, I've never had an interaction with Pat. I mean, I've had Twitter interactions, but I've never had a physical person-to-person, face-to-face interaction, and, you know, it's beyond Texans, it's beyond everything. At this point, really, it's just about him being healthy and getting back to uh, normal and uh, and then we get to have another 
podcast to listen to because I mean I obviously I do enjoy it. I look forward to it every Wednesday as a fan. So uh, all right, en- enough of that stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter and you can find the the link to the GoFundMe. That'll be handed straight over to uh, Claire and Pat themselves. A uh, bit of news. Well, not this week. I guess it was two weeks ago. We just truly haven't covered it because we had the interview last week. But Kush is gone. Yeah. Yeah, Kush is gone. Uh, I, I'm, I, I think it's a year late, to be honest with you. <laughs> Might be two years late. <laughs> Might be two years late. You know, obviously you wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt and see what he was capable of doing. And then when you do that, he gets suspended for 10 games. But, um, yeah, i just not a fan. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Cushing in the latter part of his career anyways. I mean, is he a lead Texans legend? Nah, not in my eyes. I mean, he's the almost legend. He's the uh, Texans legend that never was. He should have been. He could have been. He could have been right up there. Yeah, but injuries just absolutely destroyed him. Yeah. That's not entirely his fault. I mean, he's the only two-time Rookie of the Year winner, uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year winner. If you, if you don't know the story, he won the award... They stripped it from him because he failed his his first performance um, enhancement test. And then they re-voted for it, and he got it again. So he's the only two-time winner of the Rookie I of the Year. I didn't even know that. Um, he's... He was great when he was on the field and when he was younger. He just got slow. I mean... It was all mental. Yeah. I, I think. Mean, it probably was. Uh, just... Like we've said before, we've said it a couple of times, the only play last year was that Jeremy Hill over the pile play that we really missed Kush because that's what he was good at. And it's a shame because he could have been a great, and he, by all accounts, he's like he was our douchebag. Like He was the best part of watching Hard Knocks. Absolutely. Um, the whole Starbucks line yeah. know, was just great. I mean, wife loves him. He's, he's hilarious. And we wish him nothing but the best going forward, but, you know, this was the move that needed to be made. It, Again, it definitely need to be made this year. Probably should have been made last year, and there was an argument two years ago to make it. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow, some way, he's not signed by another team and latches on to either a league minimum or a team-friendly deal and is back with the Texans. I, his heart and soul is here. I mean, he's met his wife here. His wife's fiance or sister is here, obviously, J.J.'s girlfriend. I, he's, he's very family-oriented. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened. I'm not saying it will, but if he doesn't get the offers that he feels is worth moving his family, he may just say, hey, all right, I'll be uh, I'll be your fourth. Yeah, I could totally see him getting one of those Chris Long-type deals right? where he comes in as a veteran presence. I don't know you if You think even after the whole PED thing that the ve- veteran presence really is going to play a big role, considering the fact he let his team down so many times? I mean, I that mean, doesn't it- hold much weight anymore. It was twice, and it. I don't. I don't know. I don't know the story. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to defend the guy, but I mean, I defended Dwayne Brown when he. One time though. Yeah, but I still did it, and. No, I'm saying, but one time compared to two times. Yeah. And then also, you just see how roided out he looks. I'm just. I'm throwing it out there. I mean, let's just. Let's not. Let's not. Let's call a spade a spade here. Okay. Anybody that watched him play at USC. Knew as soon as he was a Texan, something changed, and it was very dramatic. And something shrunk at the same time, if you get where I'm going here. I mean, he what was the guy's name from the program? That old movie. I've never that seen movie, that movie. Oh, uh, shoot, I think it's older than... No, it's I'm not sure older it than we are, but... I mean, it's... 
It's an old movie. It's from the early nineties. What's his, a lot of lot of lot of the shoot? No, you're so bad with names. It's great. I I don't know his name, <laughs> but if if you haven't seen it, I'm gonna pull it up on YouTube after we're done, mm-hmm. and you're gonna watch it. And you're gonna that's that's Kush. Like he exists in a movie. So that, we're gonna we're gonna him. watch a whole movie together after no, this, huh? No, I'll just show you a clip. Oh, okay. I was actually kind of <laughs> excited there. Dude, I want my I want my frozen ice cream. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, look, you know, this one's tough because. Obviously, the potential was there to be an amazing linebacker and, you know, an amazing player. And it just, it it started off so high. Well, people forget how good he was. Oh, he, he was, was amazing. A, he was a faster, angrier Kikol. Uh, Kikol, yeah. here he goes again with the bad words. You know what a Kikol is, <laughs> Oh, Kegel, huh? Anyways, all right. Luke uh, Kikol. Uh, if anybody doesn't know what a Kegel is, it's where a, it's a... It's a little exercise that a woman's vagina does to make sure that that vagina stays tight. That's somebody's name. <laughs> okay, that's even worse. Anyways, back to the Kegel. Uh, no, he was. He he was. Kukli. 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 Good God. I would love to see you do a podcast once without me, just so I can kind of see all these nicknames that you throw out to these new players. That oh, I'd, just, I'd rename half the league. <laughs> he was. He was definitely a, a Luke Kukli. Um, he was uh, better in coverage than Kukli is. Kukli's a, a good in coverage, but uh, Cushing just was dynamic, man. I mean, he he was great at blitzing, great in coverage, uh, always had a nose for the football. He, if anybody has not watched, like if you're a newer Texans fan – Go watch this kid's rookie year. I mean, he was fantastic. Fantastic. He was one of those players where you thought that if he learned a little bit of discipline, he was just going to... He, he was a game changer. Absolutely. And he got hurt. We got a small, small glimpse of it again, and then he got hurt again. You know, it's funny, though. When that stuff happens to somebody like... To, to a position like linebacker, corner, safety, you it's not like a D-end or an offensive lineman. It... You're judge like you just you have to trust those body parts again, and when it continues to fail you mentally at that point, it's can I make that cut? Can I, you know, should I make this tackle diving this way? And there becomes so much doubt in that player's mind that it's it, it just it becomes such a mental game at that point. You can't get over it. That's what I'm scared for for JJ. That's that's, that's my, where I was going with this. That's next. my that's my yeah that's my biggest fear. I want JJ obviously to return to 2013 JJ. That would be the most ideal situation possible, right? But let's be real. I mean, these injuries that JJ has suffered are not these are not just injuries that you just come back from and you're fine. I mean, he's had two three back surgeries. The chances of us seeing JJ again at the level that we are used to, it's just going to be very tough. But luckily for JJ, luckily for us, we don't need that JJ anymore. The team has changed. There's been a transition. We have Clowney now. We have like there's so many other players that the, that can carry the load, uh, and we'll get into free agency and some of the moves that we can make to help that. But uh, I'm worried. I am worried. But if we get 80 percent of JJ, he's still a top five defensive end of the league. We would have been fine with JJ how he's playing at the beginning of the year. That that see. That JJ's is what I think we're gonna get, and that's what yeah. scares me. It's not the JJ that we all. I, there's no other word for it. We all fell in love with it. It's not the JJ we're that probably all still in love with it. Yeah, but you know, we will be fine if that's how he comes back. 
Sure. He was an above average defensive lineman. He wasn't all world, but you know, we'll be fine. Ninety percent of JJ is still better than I agree. At least seventy percent of the league. I agree. And I've never loved a football player until Deshaun the way that I loved JJ, man. I mean JJ he's no, at pump whole... the brakes a little bit on Deshaun. Oh no no. No, there's no pump. Did you listen to Jordan Palmer's interview last week? He he went ahead and doubled down on Dabo's Michael Jordan. He said that if it takes a quarter a normal quarterback four weeks, it takes Deshaun two weeks. Kicking up the leg, that's corrected. That's going to be correct. I mean, no, there's no pump in the brakes anymore, John. Deshaun is all gas, no brakes. Yeah, all gas, no brakes. Everybody just hold on, and hopefully there's a roll cage installed inside that car because oh man, he's going to break our hearts. He's what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> We're sitting here talking about JJ. Everybody's and... just unsubscribing right now. <laughs> Done. Deshaun Cass is over. Unsubscribe. We have more He's or less been. Break we our have. Hearts. I mean, we. Sh- Jesus, dude, we really should be the Watson class, or the Watson cast. We have devoted more talk time to Deshaun than anybody else because he's a quarterback. Obviously, we've never had one. I, I just... mean, we can call out the Kegel cast. No. Okay. <laughs> All right, John's quiet again. All red. Anyways. Uh, no, look, if JJ comes back and is okay and is 80%, we'll be fine. Oh, I say, no, I, I'm just saying, I, I say a small prayer every night. Please, Deshaun, don't break my heart. Every night? Every night. <laughs> you know when you put bad juju out into the universe, that usually that, that juju comes back, right? I know. <laughs> Hopefully there is a God, because if not, we're, yeah. yeah, we're screwed. Anyways, Deshaun will be fine. He'll be MVP next year, and we're going to win a Super Bowl. Okay? Too much. Too much. <laughs> I know. I, I, we'll, we'll have a good year. We'll, we're going to make the playoffs. We'll run deep. We'll go deep as long as everybody's healthy, and it'll be fun to watch, and blah, 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 blah. We'll get there after we once we get to the final 53, and that's four months away. So let's get past where we're at now. Lamar Miller being released is a rumor that's circulating right now. Uh, I honestly don't. I don't see it. I know a lot of people are like, "Well, we have Deontay, and that, that that's fine." I know we have Deontay, and he showed flashes, but he's coming back from an Achilles tear. It's not an ACL. It's a completely different injury. Usually, one that derails a running back. So I don't understand where people think that we can cut Miller and all of a sudden just be fine. Even if we were to sign another running back. Uh, Deontay's not going to be no- back to normal for week one, week two, week three. Actually, I kind of disagree with that. Uh, really? Well, that's good. Well, I mean, we've said it before. With running back, it, it's replaceable production. Sure. Lamar Miller is getting 3.2 yards per carry. Yeah. What was he getting with Deshaun? 4.8. So, I just, for what we pay him, you expect more than that. And Bad offensive line play. I think there's just so much that goes into it. I, I You know... I think there is, and I think part of it might even be Lamar Miller. He's trying to be something he's not. Or we're trying to make him into something he's not. Actually, I think it's more him. You think he's the one calling the plays, running up the middle? No, but when he came here, he said, this is what I wanted to do. He wants to be a workhorse back. And they've tried to treat him like one, and he's not a workhorse back. If somebody can reach him and say, hey, you've got to go back to being the slimmer Lamar Miller, the one that was that feasted on the outside, more of a pat, pass catcher, the rich man Shane Vereen that we had talked about, then yeah, but that's not 
somewhere, somebody has decided that's not who he's going to be. Hmm. Well, I tell you what, Deion Lewis isn't isn't the fix then. If that's if if we're hoping that we cut Lamar and sign Deion, no, Deion's, not De- Deion. He's the same running back, right? And he's, he's the exact look, same. He's as looking Lamar for a better at re- returning. He's looking at eighteen $6 million. million. Yeah, I mean, that would be retarded. I think if we cut. Lamar Miller for five and five point eight, and go sign somebody for six. Who's essentially the same player. Only difference is he does help in the return game. So just keep that in I mind. Like, I and like, he's really good at it. I like Deion Lewis. I do too. If he could stay healthy, I would. I would rather pay him the six million. But I don't think he could stay healthy. Yeah, he's just not every down back. And then he's just not an every down back. And I mean, look at the Patriots. Um, I hate to say look at the Patriots because that's going to be my rant a little bit later as I'm tired of taking all the ex-Patriots. Um, but they don't pay running backs. You just no. go get another one. No, that's James White will be a free agent. Michael Leslie. I mean, they're all, they're, that's how they do. It's every year. Yeah, they just go Bryce get another Burkhead one. is the first one that they've signed. Yeah, they'll just go get another one. And I mean, you could technically cut Lamar and in the third round with one of the three third-round picks, pick up another running back, and possibly get the same production. You're, you're probably right. There's several good running backs in this draft. No, There's there a are. lot of really There's good running lot. backs. It's a deep, draft. deep running back draft. I mean, one of the really good ones, um, either Penny or uh, Sonny Michelle, one of them, they're going to fall, or Freeman, or Royce Freeman. Um, one of them are going to fall to the third third round. We have three picks in the third round. We could pick, saying we don't trade up, but yes. Right. What, if we got one of them and paired him with um, Deontay Foreman. And Blue, because Blue's going to be on the team next year. Probably. Blue's going to be our... Until Deontay comes yeah, back. Blue's going to be like our, what's his name, Bowen. That, the running back that always has special teams. Um, that oh, never Brandon goes, Bolden? Yeah, that never goes away. Yeah, That's yeah. going to be our Blue. Blue may be okay with it, too. Well, I'm, Blue's built like a linebacker. Yeah. Like, he... he He's a good player to keep around. Yeah, I wouldn't mind he, keeping him around I until Deontay gets healthy. Right, I don't want to keep him as a primary running back, but for what he does, he's good to keep around. Yeah, sure. It'll be interesting. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. I, I would prefer not to cut Lamar Miller. I'd rather give it another year with Deshaun and see what happens because uh, he did look good running with Deshaun. And I know another running back could do that same thing, but I I, I don't know. I think it just kind of it, it depends on how everything shakes out. And if, we just don't need the if money. We, if we need the money. See, that's what I'm saying. We don't. If we yet. aren't going to spend the money, then no, don't cut him. But if something comes up where we've got a situation where we need a cut five extra million, then yeah, you cut him because you can get you can replace him. Okay, I I, I would agree. I would agree. But if, if there's that, if, if there's no if there's nothing out there where we can't improve some part of the team more than marginally, then no, don't cut him. Okay, if we if we end up signing Malcolm Butler or Tremaine Johnson. At Norwell and Sitton, and then Clowney to an extension, and Nate Soldier. And you need to cut him to get Soldier, sure. But that's like the only way I see it, and that's like the perfect free agency. <laughs> so we're just getting all the top tier. Well, so Norwell, uh, I don't know why people aren't talking about this enough, but Riviera came out yesterday at the Combine and said it's going to be extremely hard for them to keep Norwell. Mm-hmm. He's gonna want he's gonna want top tier money, right? And, and they're if, not gonna franchise him. If you franchise him, he gets paid like a left tackle. Yeah. he's still a guard. He's not. He's not gonna. They're not gonna franchise him. Yeah, he's gonna hit the market. Now, will we sign Norwell? I don't think so. I think we'll sign Sitton or Klein or one of those. But I'll tell you what. 
I sit next to a Panthers fan at work every day, and he's a diehard just like us for the Texans. And he is extremely pissed off that they're not signing Nolan Wall. Nolan's he thinks a good it's player. one of the biggest mistakes that this franchise can make, considering the fact that Cam only has two to three more years left. I could imagine that it's the same feeling that we have thinking about Boye. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's homegrown talent. Yeah, you develop him. You took him from when he was nothing. Now he's amazing, and yeah, he's probably going to bounce for with one of those contracts that you just can't match. Yeah. No, you're right. It's going to be interesting. And I'd rather have Sitton. You'd rather have Sitton? Yep. I'd rather have Norwell just because he's younger. If there, if money wasn't a thing, then yeah, I'd rather have Norwell. Like, as a pure player, but just... But do you think money's really got the option? I mean, do you really Dude, think we have so issue? we have so many holes. We do, but we also have a ton of... De- like, we don't really have starting holes. Like, think about it. Safety, strong safety, right? Cornerback. One corner. Because you're going to draft corners. Maybe two. Free who's our, who's, who's our slot? Tough. Who's going to be our slot corner? We're going to sign two Green. corners. I don't think he's moving to safety. Even if he's not moving, we're still signing two corners. Even if one of those is Jonathan Joseph, we're signing oh, two see, corners. Oh, see, I'm counting Joseph on the team. He's not on the team currently, but he though. Will be. He he's might not, be. He's not going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he wants to be here. He likes being here. He likes playing with Bill, and he, and he loves Rack. But regardless, we're going to have to sign two corners. Okay, so two, then yes, you're right. We have to sign a tight end. We have to sign we another receiver. We have to sign another running back. We don't need to sign another. Oh, we need to sign Bruce. We haven't signed him. Okay, so you're literally going off of like. Okay, so Bruce isn't going anywhere. But we haven't signed him yet. Well, we can. Well, we can, but we're not. That's <laughs> not the way it works. You wait <laughs> but we haven't. I'm, I'm just saying, we have a whole bunch of holes. Okay. And then right, our right, entire right. offensive line still has to be figured out. Because, I mean,. Davenport's going to return. Martin's going to return. Davenport's going to return as your starting tackle. I know. Newton will be back, too, and I wouldn't be surprised if he plays guard his first year back. That's the rumor. But, I mean, he still hasn't practiced, so we don't know if he's coming back or not. We have a whole bunch of holes to fill. Lou, you want to sign Johnny Football? I thought that was interesting. What's interesting? I just saw that on the notes. What's interesting about signing Johnny Football? <laughs> you just threw that out there. It's not like it's a real thing. No, I don't actually want to sign him. Oh, okay. I just so what's the Johnny Football question mark? Where am I going with this? Well, he said that he'd play for free. Well, of course. Would you take him on the practice squad? Fuck no. Really? Absolutely not. But he was... He... I don't care what he's done. I don't care about his rehabilitation. I don't care that he's bipolar and needs to take medicine. That's not my problem to deal with, and I don't want to take it. If we're not going to sign Kaepernick, we don't need to sign Manziel. Point blank, period. Because Kaepernick's a better quarterback than Manziel. I agree. So if you're not going to take on all that 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 package of stuff that Kaepernick brings, you can't bring Johnny. Because all that's going to do is open up a can of worms for Bob McNair. You sign Johnny Manziel, everything comes back up, and it becomes ten times worse. My entire point with that, though, is we need a quarterback. Yeah, we do. I want to spend thirteen million on Tyrod. I do. I would prefer to spend $13, $14 million a year on Tyra. We can afford it, and we see what happens when Deshaun goes down. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Tyrod. If Tyrod is willing to be a backup, but he's a starting quarterback. I just don't see who's going to start him. I, I hate to say it, but in this league, like, there's not a lot of room for black quarterbacks to start on your team. He is a top 20 quarterback. I cannot believe somebody's not going to let him. I agree with you, but Kaepernick was a top 20 quarterback going into last year, too. 
In fact, if you compare Jimmy Garoppolo's numbers to Colin Kaepernick's numbers from the year prior, they're almost identical. It's but everybody's amazing praising what, Jimmy G. It's amazing what perception. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's, so, all, it's amazing what perception does. It's crazy. So, I, I mean, I would rather have Tyra Taylor, or I'd rather sign Colin Kaepernick for a crazy, stupid, cheap deal. To me, that's like the best scenario, signing Kaepernick. But that's not going to happen. So, or who would have done it already. Yeah. I would like Tyrod, though. I really would, even if it's 13. Because so, Deshaun's not playing a full 16 games. What direction do you think we're going to go with our backup quarterback? Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, we heard it pretty much last week. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Kyle Allen isn't drafted or is available in the 6th or 7th. I mean, Bill likes him. Bill likes him. I mean, I, I would think that that would probably be best-case scenario. A young guy backed up that can back up Deshaun, Coaches like can develop, spend time with Sean Ryan, and just roll with it. We'll still, because we're done. The season's over, anyways. Right. We'll we'll still need a veteran backup. You think? Yes. Oh, definitely. But why? After last year, there's no point anymore. So you're our go team with a, sucks without Deshaun. Go with a second year player, Deshaun. Yeah. yeah. And a rookie as his backup. No, we, not, we would need somebody yeah. else there yeah, just yeah. to help. Realistically, teach them I, I realistic, the NFL. realistically, I'm just joking about uh, Allen. I, I would like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's, I'd actually like Allen and Fitzpatrick. No, that's what I'm saying. Both. Yeah, I, I think Fitzpatrick is a solid enough backup quarterback. He could definitely teach Deshaun some things. Uh, Ryan's really good about getting down and avoiding hits, kind of like how Deshaun is. Um, and then he's just so smart. He knows the system already, so there's not much that needs to be taught. And he signed for rather, rather small price in Tampa Bay last year. Uh, and his familiarity with the whole system and coaching and, and being here. But would you want to bring that curse? What curse? What is it with you? God, you are. Who are you today? What is it with your hot takes? My hot takes. What are you skipping? No, it's just it's just the uh, the joke with uh, Fitzpatrick that um everywhere he goes, the starter gets hurt. Well, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but if anybody thinks Deshaun's playing 16 games a year, you're you're crazy. It's just not happening. Slides, tackles, concussions, things happen, and it's going to happen to him. Let's just throw it out there. He's not playing 16 games a year. What? Hands up. But You're not saying anything. They can't see your hands move. I know, but you're just passing at me for, for cursing him. Oh, I'm not cursing him. I'm just saying let's just be realistic. Sore hamstring. Deshaun's going to get pulled. He's not playing. Bill's not going to fuck around with Deshaun. So if you have a capable backup quarterback like Ryan that can go in and play the freaking Browns, then why not? Yeah, I give think, Deshaun off week. I'm not right. saying like Deshaun's not going to be capable of playing. What I'm saying is he may be banged up and we may hold off. No, I agree. Fitzpatrick would be... I think he's the best option out there for a backup. Yeah, I think like realistic. Right. I mean, realistic everybody. People up. want Keenum. People want Bridgewater. I want Keenum. Um, I'm just throwing out names that I've heard. I mean, do you want Keenum? No. I just think it opens up cans of can of Houston worms. I don't want to open. There's there'd be too I, I, many I love, people if Deshaun had a bad two games. Like I love exactly. There. I love Case, and I will. I hope that he goes somewhere and goes to a, a situation where he can continue to yeah. succeed. Um, he. Was really good for the Vikings. He made that o- he made that offensive line look a lot better than they actually were. Yeah, you watch him. I don't know. I think he just got tired of getting hit all the time. But he's <laughs> developed like he's developed a really good pocket awareness. No, he has. And he did not have that in Houston. No, he looks a lot better than what he did when and he was with us. Just, I mean, 
yeah, I like Case. I hope I wish for him the best. Just not here. Yeah, I don't want Case. I just I really just don't want that whole hometown boy thing. Yeah. Uh, we have a quarterback. Like I just I, I I don't want to open that door. I think Fitzpatrick's probably your ideal. Maybe Josh McCown. Uh, I think McCown would be okay. He's, I like he's McCown. Smart. He's not he, for us. Well, why? Because he's not mobile. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. He was pretty good with the Jets last year. He was. I mean, he's always been pretty good. Yes. You get two games out of him, and then he. No, he, put, tr- up, he put up games last he'll year. He'll try and play with a broken collarbone, and hey, he's tough too. I like yeah. that. And he was a combine. He had one of the best overall combine scores ever for a quarterback. For like a he's a crick. No, 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 no. Athletic scores. Like oh, the really? original Spark score. He is a crazy good athlete. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I would take Ryan Fitzpatrick if I had a choice. If I, if I, well, let me take that back. If, if I could, if Tyrod was okay being a backup, I'd take Tyrod over Ryan Fitzpatrick. In a normal world, that that doesn't exist, which is pretty much the case. I would take Ryan Fitzpatrick. And that team up north, they uh, let go of Dez. Would you want him? Nope. Nope, not at all? I don't think Dez is a good wide receiver. I think he's overrated and over the hill. But I hate everything that has a star on it, so you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I'm always partial to Dez. Uh, he's are. from Lufkin. I'm from Lufkin, so always. But I think he's just overrated now. I mean, I think he can have a bounce back year on the right I, team. I think that if you put him on the right team, the right situation. Um, like, you know he who's could, perfect? The Patriots. Well, I mean, even the Patriots. Would if be he wants to do how um, Fitzgerald down in Arizona has been playing for the past couple of years as an inside receiver, almost like a receiver tight end hybrid, I think you want to do that. Des would be awesome at that. He's big. Do you he, think would he would be want to do absolutely it? Do you awesome think he would at that. Do it though? I think his ego would get in the way. I think so too. I think New England would be perfect for him. So talking about troublemakers, what about Mo Wilkerson? I love him. I'd sign him right now. Really? I'd sign him to a. Uh, uh, a decent sized deal, yeah. yeah. And somebody's gonna throw a lot of money at him. He's but gonna he, surpass Olivier Vernon. We can't sign him, but yeah, it's such a bad year last year, though. He did, but his first two years in the league, yeah, he was a and monster. He's, he's apparently a locker room apparently cancer on a shitty team that everybody's a locker room cancer in. You know, he's gonna go to the Patriots and turn in I know. to like all world. No, yeah. No, I like Mel uh, Wilkerson a lot. I, I really do. He, he's been one of my favorite defensive ends in the league. I know yeah, a lot of you people talked have about him problems. all last summer. I, I wanted him last summer. I'd love to have him now. Uh, I know he's somewhat of a problem, but put JJ by that guy, I don't see a problem. Put Clowney on that guy, I don't see a problem. I, I, and I think he'd thrive in a, in a rack defense. I think he'd be spectacular, but you we know, can't afford him. I'm actually hoping that we've actually we're beginning to reach that stage with the Texans because we have so many quality guys right? where they will start taking a risk on some of these guys. I think they'll start. I, I, I think that's a big that was a big Rick Smith thing, and I don't know too much about Keynes. We'll get into him a little bit and what he said at the Combine, but I, I don't think he's scared to take risks. Just the, some of the things he said, I, I think he'll be fine. Well, I mean, I, I would sign Muhammad Wilkerson though. Would you take Wilkerson? I take Wilkerson over a corner. What about Tlaib? I don't like Tlaib. D Hop wants him. I know D Hop wants him. I don't. I'm not agreeing with D Hop. <laughs> uh, I would if D Hop was sitting right here. I would tell him no. I don't want that guy on my team. About Tyron Matthew? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I trade a third form right now. I mean, all he ever did was smoke a little pot. Yeah, and he fixed it. And supposedly he's like a stand-up guy in Arizona now. I don't understand. He's one of their leaders. I don't understand why they want to let him go. Injury history. But still. I think they're just worried. And who'd they take? Uh, well, so they have Deion Buchanan. Uh, Buda Baker. And then Buda Baker. So. Still. I mean, 
If we went out and got Matthew, I don't think we will. But if we did... Would you trade one of your thirds for him right now? A third round? Yeah. yeah. You would? Even yeah. given his injury history? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would too. I mean... He's going to be locked up, fall, though. Not people next fall year. Way too, next year. People fall way too in love with draft picks. Draft picks, it's the lottery. You don't really know what you're going to get. No, and if you can get a player that can make an impact, why not? Especially a proven player. Yeah. Proven injury history, though. But... I think when he's on the field, it, it trumps all of that, to be honest with you. Would you trade two-thirds for Earl Thomas? Because supposedly him and Sherman are on the block. Yes, actually, I, I would. would. Trade two, I would yeah. trade three-thirds for Earl Thomas. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know about He's th- the best free safety in the league. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I know that's like Madden-type trades, but I, would, I, I, I just don't think you're going to get a player with those three third-round picks that's going to make an impact Earl Thomas would make. Okay. Just a thought. I um, like him. It seems like he wants to go to Dallas. But I mean, he's from, says, but yeah. he's I mean, he's from Houston. Houston. Yeah, he's, he's from Houston. Houston. Um, so you would think, think he'd he want to play there? I think he wants to play with the star. On his I, yeah, a, lot, a lot of players do. Well, they grew up with it. We weren't even, The right. Texans weren't even around. That's what I'm saying. Nobody grew up with a little Toro. A little Toro. <laughs> Jack has a little Toro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Jimmy uh, Graham, no, I don't want him. I you want Jimmy? Where you're going. No, no, I'd rather take a risk. I'd rather take a risk on Tyler Eifert. What if it was a what if it was a private deal with Jimmy? Mm-mm. He's like three million. Mm-mm. You wouldn't take him. Mm-mm. Okay. I just don't. I, I mean, I know we everybody's like thinks we need a pat. Like I don't. Know, I felt like Deshaun and, and Steven Anderson were okay. I know we need another tight end, but if we were to sign one of the free agent tight ends, I'd like for it to be Tyler Eifert and just that be a risk it deal. Because that could pay off more, in my opinion. Tyler Eifert's one of those guys that he's young enough to still make the impact, and he's definitely an impact player when he's on the field. Yeah, but he's never on the field. I know. I know. I, he, he, truly, he is never on well, the field. Of his first two years in the league, he was, but he's been on and off, on I, and off. I think I he's missed full more full seasons than he's played. Yes. He no, he has. Yeah. I like Eifert, though. Okay. I play a lot of Madden, John. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I think somebody that is realistic yep, is uh, EJ Gaines. Yeah, and I think he's a solid corner, to be honest with you. Um, I think him and Aaron Colvin are, are the two corners that will likely sign. If I, I had, like that. If I had to choose corners to sign, I think it would be Aaron Colvin and EJ Gaines. I actually really like that. I think Colvin, I'd be happy with that. Um, I think those are both players that you can get for a de- decent amount and not throw $17 million at at them, and I think you'll get good quality play out of them. One thing we need to keep in mind when we keep talking about signing these corners is the fact that we had zero pass rush last year. So if we just upgrade the corners a little bit and we add our pass rush back, the corners are going to get better. So we don't need to go out and sign Tremaine and Malcolm. If we could just sign impact players, not star-studded lockdown corners, I think we'll actually be okay. Remember, we have an offense that scores now. We're so used to relying on defense and having a dominant defense and that being our key to victory because that's how we've won the last three years. But now we have an offense that can actually put points on the board. You don't have to hold your opponent to 17 points anymore. You can hold them to 24, 20, 23. I think, yeah. Now, if you can do it, great. That's a plus. Don't get me wrong. You would (laughs) like to have best of both worlds. But I, I just think that. I don't think we need to go that extra crazy Right, I think we're about anymore. to be very, very, very similar to how the Patriots were this year. A lot more bend, but not break. Until the Super Bowl. <laughs> but yeah. Hopefully. I don't think there was any defense <laughs> played in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I like EJ Gaines, man. I, I really think it would be good. And then obviously with the Buffalo tie to Brian Gaines and things like that, uh, he's familiar with Brian. 
uh, probably makes it a little bit easier for him. Yeah. My dream corner is probably Kyle Fuller, but he's he's going to get franchise tagged. You think so? Yeah. I know they're talking about it. I mean, he's a good corner, dude. He's good it's every funny. other year, but he gets hurt every other year, so that means this year he'll get hurt. Oh, hey, this is a perfect time for me to tell you that um, my boss wants to come on and uh, talk. He's a Bears fan from no kidding. Yeah, and okay. he wants to talk next week. Okay. Well, he wants I to mean, grab a six pack and just shoot the shit. He said. Okay. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so he's gonna be on here next week. There you go. Uh, and he's a Bears fan, so. He did not take too lightly to the Jordan Palmer. I did not call Mitchell Trubisky. I've never met Mitch Trubisky. I handpicked Deshaun Watson. He didn't like that too much. I mean, I told him to eat it. I don't really care if he you got to stick up for your guy. Yeah, I was like, your guy sucks. Ours is a winner. <laughs> <laughs> did um, you have you listened at all to anything Brian Gaines saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I listened to the whole podcast. I mean, I obviously, I. I uh, I prefer to listen to a Bob Presser than a Brian Gain Presser just because Bob's so entertaining. But, um, yeah, I mean, he wants to get fast. He wants to lock up Clowney, potentially McKinney. Um, he'll, he'll, <laughs> this is the one thing I found so funny. We're going to upgrade every position from 1 to 90. Yeah, okay, buddy. You do that. You 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 go ahead and, and and upgrade those positions. I'd like to know how you're going to upgrade from Clowney. I mean, I know it's like the political thing to say, but I hate when you get those answers because to me it's just such a corny answer for you to say. No, it, to me it, it was just funny. He's another one that looks like he's going to be an expert at saying a lot but saying nothing at all. Yeah, which will probably go over pretty well in our market because you know the previous one didn't say anything at all. Yeah, well, so we saw him now. And then what, like free agency? And then he disappears for a whole year. Yeah. You You just, Rick Smith didn't talk. Yeah. So Brian Gain comes. He's not as standoffish as Bill O'Brien, but it's the same school of thought. They're going to say a whole bunch of nothing. And that's pretty much what he said, a whole bunch of nothing. Now, there's, to me, the only thing that was funny is like, oh, speed is our number one priority. And then Bill O'Brien had to walk him back, like right afterwards. He's like, no, obviously in some positions you need speed but some positions you need more than just speed yeah and then, yeah and, I don't the, know. and then the only good thing out of the bill o'brien press conference was the variable thing the variable comment he's like i'm not <laughs> helping him he's in our division <laughs> yeah so a whole bunch of nothing out of those two press conferences yeah there wasn't much i, I was expecting more of uh, bill o'brien i think uh bobby near uh spoke to about Deshaun, did you see those? No, I didn't. Yeah, he made some comments about um, Deshaun and his culture. Uh-oh. He, no, I'm just kidding. He didn't say anything like that. I just want to see what he said. <laughs> I, 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 dude, I'm, I'm I saw my... you there on, like, eggshells. Anyways, no, he said that it's nice to be able to basically have, like, a franchise quarterback. Oh, my gosh. Deshaun will be back. And uh, I pulled a total cleave right there. That was a cleave moment. For him. I, I, I felt all the blood know, draining out of my face. He didn't say anything bad. Because, you know. He can't now. All the NFL podcasts that I listen to, all the articles that I read, it's really hitting me how we already know how blessed we are to have Deshaun Watson as our quarterback. Yeah. But other players are going to want to come play with him. He's going to be able to single-handedly oh, yeah. make people forget about all those comments. And for you to, to even... To even, <laughs> the I, fact I, you I, bought I, it and didn't like 
You've been on your phone all night. Like, I, I just figured, like, you would know that that would have been a much bigger story if Bob McNair made a comment like that. I mean, honestly, if Bob McNair made a comment like that, if he in- if he insulted Watson, I would the probably just... base would turn. Yeah, I'd probably just go be a Cowboys fan until he, he fired the team. Or... Dude. If you're going to be a Cowboys fan, we're going to end this podcast forever. <laughs> Don't, Bill, don't make that comment again. If Bob, Mc, if Bob McNair insults Watson over something like that, yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, I, no, I, I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't be able to. Support he's just getting McNair. to that age. You know, he's getting to that age where things slip. It happens to everybody. Your mind just loosens up and it just comes out. And I, I mean, I'm not saying anything's going to happen because I, I don't think he'll be put in a situation. But that's like when you get older, things like that. Like my grandma, everybody thought she was the rudest person in the world when they met her. But really, she was the sweetest lady in the entire world. She just didn't hold back her thoughts. You know, somebody come in with a hairdo that looked weird, and she'd be like, what the hell's wrong here with your head? It looks like you have a rooster on it. You know, whatever. You don't say that to people you, the first time you meet them. Bob McNair is getting to that age where, like, things just slip. I, Not I just a stool. I mean, I... Well, until until this year, I actually had a lot of respect for Bob McNair. He did, oh, really? Dude, I went to South Carolina. He does a lot. Oh, of, he, yeah. He does that a lot of things sense. for the school. He does a lot for our football players at the school. Yeah, that makes sense. He does a lot of leadership training for sure, them. Sure, he sure. takes. He really does invest into education. Yeah. He, and they never publicize it in Houston. It's the biggest thing ever in Columbia. I mean, granted, Columbia isn't even the size of humble of humble, but Columbia is a tiny tiny town compared to anything in Houston, in uh, Texas. Now. So when Bob McNair goes there, just the visit, it's front page, and they talk about everything that he does, and then you never hear it over here. Well, I think, I will say the one thing that I do like about Bob is he definitely makes contributions and helps a ton of people, and it doesn't get reported a lot. Yeah. And you kind of respect those kind of guys that aren't out there putting it out there, that they're doing so much. I I, I like that better than reading about guys who are constantly donating, and then, oh, look at me, you know. You know, kind of how people see JJ. Well, it's not just donating. He also, he puts his time to them. That's what I'm saying. Like, That's he huge. legitimately teaches these guys. That's huge. He does it. That's huge. He's not just paying it. He does oh, it. that's great. And even when Dwayne Brown was kind of knocking on him, it kind of just points out the mindset that McNair has. He's like, oh, if you're educated. If you're educated. That's what he always blamed it back on. If you're educated. So, yeah. Please don't scare me like that ever again. That was a, that was a bit of a rant there. Uh, hey, and I'm not and I'm not sticking up for him. I'm not trying to defend no, him. I'm, I'm just saying that. that, yeah. And I'm not trying to bash him. I, I just think he's at that point in his life where we don't need that. We we don't need it, but it happens. Uh, I would say that. So what we got coming up? Lots of things now. Obviously, John's just been uh, staying in people's DMs all day, and now he's got uh, he's got an NFL agent that wants to come on and talk, and now he's got a. Uh, draft analyst that wants to come on and talk. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Good job to you. Hopefully we'll be able to, you know, I get Jordan some... Palmer and you get two, so you're just trying to trump me is what you're Oh, yeah, to... you're, 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 well. The Jordan Palmer episode, that was classic. That, that was a great episode. We never yeah, even honestly that, talked about it. That was a great up. That was, that was just great. But we're hoping that we can keep up giving y'all great things. Um, That's some. Goal. With some of these guys, I just want them to come on. Even if they don't have a connection to the Texans, they can kind of tell their story. Because one of the things that I have really noticed as I start paying more and more more attention to all of this, everybody's just talking out their their own ass. They have no idea what's going on. 
We won't know until March 12th. Right. No, I'm even talking about, like, just day-to-day. When we were sitting here trying to dis- to discuss what are the coaches doing, what are the GMs doing, um, we really have no idea what their lives are like. We don't know what it's like to see things from an agent's perspective. Yeah, it'd be great we don't, to hear, hear about it. Um, so we're hoping to be able to kind of expand on that a little bit more. Sure. Uh, the Jordan Palmer interview just kind of really opened my eyes to all that, where he's talking about things that, I mean, we never even think about. No, I agree. And, I mean, I, I don't want to – I don't ever want us to go away from being a Texans podcast. So there will be Texans questions for agents and for draft analysts. This will be a Texans podcast. Uh, but they may dive into other parts of their job. And, and for me, that's the interesting part is to be able to hear from an agent what their day-to-day lifestyle is like. And same for a draft analyst. Um, but with it being a draft analyst, he's going to come on and he wanted the top Texans. So that will be interesting. Uh, I'm working on potentially other people. We will see. I'm not going to mention any names. I mentioned Jordan because I knew I could get him. Uh, I, I don't want to mention anybody else because I don't know if I can get him. But I, I think we have chances to do a lot more than what we originally sought out to do, I think. Yeah. It's just kind of how we feel now. So Yeah. We will always be Texans, number one. Always try and bring him back to the Texans. Oh, yeah. But hopefully we can get stuff that in the off season that y'all want to y'all want to listen to. It's kind of hard to talk Texans, uh, you know, once a week when there's nothing that happens. Right. But that's all about the change for a while. Mm-hmm. So cool. So some of these interviews may get recorded and then they may get sat on, and we may wait for slower news times if a lot happens. Yeah. And and in the next three weeks there's gonna be a lot going on. So yeah. So I agree with you. Uh, cool. You want to grab some custard? Yeah, let's do that. Let's get the kids. Uh, all right. Uh, well, guys, you can follow us on uh, Instagram and on Twitter at TXNS underscore unfiltered. Uh, feel free to interact with us. We love it when you guys do ask questions. Uh, give us feedback on the interviews. Jordan Palmer, we really want to hear what you guys' thoughts are. Uh, this this show is for you. This is a pure passion project for us. We just want to give you guys some content if you guys can uh, get it. So uh, you can follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Store, Stitcher. Uh, just search Texans Unfiltered, and uh, I am Young Ari Gold signing off for Texans Unfiltered this week. We'll catch you guys next week. Hey, and I've got a small, small plea for y'all. Please follow us on Twitter. It does help us with booking some of these guests. Oh, yeah, definitely. They see our, our measly 66. Um, yeah, that doesn't look good. We have a lot more listens, but it's probably my fault because I don't ever do anything on Twitter. Yeah, I could do more on Twitter, too. I mean, I think Instagram's only got like 62, so. So, Yeah. Follow us, help us, tag us, you know, we'll interact. We always respond if somebody does. Yeah, we do. We respond a lot. All right. All right, guys. Next week. Out. When they had our backs up against the wall and said that we couldn't stand the pressure, we still got it done, man. Here we are. When they said the clock was winding down and it wasn't enough time to get it done, we still got it done, man. Now it's our time to shine, it's our time to keep it 100, so we gon' go out here and show them how trill we are, baby.